0: Welcome to the by the hood podcast. Before we start this episode, could you do me a favor? Could you rate and subscribe to our podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts, Google podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also, could you subscribe to our YouTube channel? That's at youtube.com slash by the hood. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the Buy the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every episode, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to all of our supporters, anyone who shared any of our content, bought any of our courses. Special shout out to all the students in By the Hood University, which is still growing. Just want to say thank you guys. We appreciate you. Um, My partner, Crown Corey, isn't with us today. He is handling some business, but, you know, the show goes on and we have a very, very special guest. You know, our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing positive and amazing work in the community, building businesses. And this brother I'm bringing on right now is a member of the University, but he's also, um, you know, creating his own platforms and building businesses uh, that, that are very um, impressive. And he has an amazing story to tell. So without further ado, I want to bring my brother Dave on. Dave Foster, how are you, good brother?
1: Hey, how you doing, Jimmy? Nice to uh, be on, man. Thank you.
0: Hey man, listen, man, appreciate it, man. Listen, you ha- you have an amazing story you were you tell me a little bit about before we uh came on. But before we get into that part, let's talk about your background. Where are you from? Um, you know, what city, what part of the city, so where are you from?
1: I'm from Philadelphia. I grew up in North Philadelphia. Um, born and raised, lived in North Philly probably mostly all my life.
0: Okay. Okay. What was it? No, I'm from Philly, so asked you. what section of North Philly? Like what
1: you know. I was born at 10th and Gerard and the projects that they have there. And then my family moved up to uh, 15th, 16th and Clairfield that area. And then okay. my, we moved up about three blocks up, 15th and Tioga.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, so um, what schools did you go to uh, coming up? Did you go to neighborhood schools around here or? uh
1: I went to Harrison, which is... 12th and Gerard. I think they changed the name. And then my grandmother um, wanted me to be part of the desegregation program. So she sent me to John Hancock up in the greater Northeast. I went to LeBrum. And then from LeBrum, I went to George Washington High School where I graduated. Okay.
0: Nice. Nice. All right. So um, so you're an entrepreneur now. in, in coming up, was anybody around you an entrepreneur? Did you always think you'd be an entrepreneur? How'd you, how did that actually happen?
1: Uh, looking at the, the guys on the corner, for lack of better words, those was the guys that I knew they had the things that I wanted. And at that time, I thought doing the things that they was doing was the best way. But, you know, as you get older, you learn that's not the way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess the environment, the experience is coming from your environment.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know that, um, you know, right now, you, you know, you're a real estate agent, you're a realtor. Um, as well as as an investor and you own other businesses as well, but, uh, let's, let's talk about this hurdle that you had. So, you know, what, and I generally ask this to every guest, like, what's the biggest hurdle you had to overcome? And, you know, you kind of told me your answer, but let's talk about that a little bit. If you, you know, what you're willing to share.
1: The biggest Um, hurdle I had is probably, um, being at the wrong place at the wrong time. I wound up being incarcerated. Um, I did five years upstate came home to absolutely nothing. I had a good family support. And I said, let me take my shot at real estate. Um, I used to work two, three jobs and still do real estate until I started getting rid of that job, that job, until I could do real estate 100%. And it took me to a place in life that I didn't think I would be after everything that I'd done and been through. So here's the thing, right? So you you did five
0: years, right? Um, Yeah. With that being said, what was it about real estate? Was it something that you thought about while you were doing your time, or was it something that you saw after you got out? It was something before,
1: doing, and after. Um, before I even went in, I used to always try to look up properties, um, search people, you know, things of that nature. But I never really jumped into it the way I should have. Okay.
0: So what was so I guess like that was something on your mind while you were doing your time. Like when I get out of here, I am get into real estate. Is, is that what yeah. it was?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. So um so that that journey from when getting out and deciding that you're going to get into real estate, you said you worked multiple jobs to to kinda like, you know, um to handle that piece of it. So did you always want to be an investor, an agent? Like, you know, how was that journey? Like what was the transition well, from this? Actually, working?
1: I wanted to have a career, you know. Some people just say, you know what, I'm happy working what I would call um uh, just a regular job. I wanted to have something that I could say was a career. And then as I got into it, it just started to open up more doors, more doors, more doors. And it was just uh, my focus was to stay in the real estate realm with whatever I do, because I figure it's all part of the same thing.
0: Got you. Got you. Okay. All right. So man, that that's impressive, you know, to go through that and then, you know, somehow come on the other side where you're doing positive work now. All right, you don't you're doing positive work as a real estate agent. What me ask you a question? Which one which part of that uh do you enjoy the most? Um, investor or an agent?
1: Agent, and the reason why is because when you help someone coming where I come from in North Philly, it wasn't a lot of homeowners, it was a lot of renters. And you used to see um the guy come and pick up the rent or the insurance man come pick up the money and Right now, and I try to make people make that transition to understand that you can own a house and you don't have to rent and you can build equity and hopefully leave something to your, uh, your kids or your kids' kids, things of that nature. So no matter how big I get in real estate, I always wanted to help homeowners. That's why I'm constantly pushing out information, just giving information to try to educate people more. Yeah,
0: got you, got you. And you have other businesses within the real estate space, right? Um,
1: Can yes. you tell me a little bit about that? One of the businesses I have is a lead dust business that I probably started around two years ago. Just another credential for me to have in the business. Um, and the other is a short sale company that facilitates short sales.
0: Yeah, I, I know a lot of people, I've heard people refer to you like, you know, you're the short short sale king. <laughs> so, I mean, I could pretty much guess how you got into that because there was a lot of, you know, that particular part of the business needed someone to service it um but what was yeah. it about short sales that made you really like you know um
1: uh, go all the way in and, and learn that business it was yeah. one of them things where when i first got in the business um i didn't have any buyers i didn't have any sellers so i was kind of taking on anything and one thing i i don't like to lose so um my first short sale was a friend of mine and i facilitated the whole deal got to the end and the bank sold it at, sh- at share sale. Mm. So I was kind of upset because I'm trying to figure out what did I do wrong? Where did I go? Um, I don't think it was no fault to mine because it was really at the end where he actually reached out to me um, six, nine months before and never got back to me. And then when it got closed, he ran to me to help. So I jumped in and then I just started honing out my skills, learning more and more about it, where I basically just do them with my eyes closed. OK, order this, do this, get that, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 good to know. So anybody out there, you got that, you know, situation going on and you're, and you're in this area, um, you know where to, you know who to reach out to. He you knows how to get those deals done.
1: You know, um, one of the biggest things about the short sales is that mm-hmm. um a lot of people look at it as something negative where I've been doing it so long, I kinda went through the emotional roller coaster of it of, you know, oh my God, this person is losing a house. Um they have to sell the house but then once i started understanding the real estate cycle i started learning it's not a bad thing okay if you can't afford this asset you know let's get rid of it mm-hmm. reset you within 12 to 24 months you're good you can buy a house
0: yep yeah absolutely absolutely it's it's, it's understanding the game right so
1: i mean that's a big part of it a huge <laughs> part of it
0: I'd rather have that than a bunch of foreclosures if I could do some short sales. So, you know. Um, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, so the other business is intriguing to me as well because we're going through this phase in Philadelphia specifically um, as a landlord. I know that when I went to renew multiple uh, licenses this year, I got lucky. Though I'm not going to lie. Uh, most of my properties were in zip codes where they don't require it yet. So yeah,
1: but it's coming uh, for you. But, I, but I know, but they
0: gave me the warning, to let me know, like you know, you're okay for right now. But we are warning you that uh, this is coming. So they're they're requiring us to have these inspections done as a landlord in order to renew your rental license. Um, so mm-hmm. that'll be uh, you know, pretty good for you in terms of you having this business. But this is something that you set up, you know, before this legislation, right?
1: Yeah, I had the business in place, but once I saw that it was coming, I. Um, I wanted to still do my main business, but I didn't want that to take over, which I knew it would. And if you are in the business, I'm sure it's taking over your life. So one of the very important things that I did was, um, automation. So I didn't want to spend much time. I didn't want to take away from my main business. So I actually automated the whole process from taking the order, getting it printed out, setting it up. Um, I basically just have to go take the test, drop it off. Once I drop it off, automation jumps in again, your results come in It looks at your results. Tell you if you passed, tell you if you failed and we go from there. So automation became my friend for this particular project. And, um, I'm actually using a little bit of, um, artificial intelligence through the process. Uh, you know that's that's
0: a good question because we talked before about like some of your automation uh, and I know that like, you know a couple of, couple of our friends were joking about your love of Microsoft and, and different softwares, but um, can you talk about automation because you're big on automating your business, right? Um, what are if you if you will and share what are some of the tools that you use for automation?
1: My two main tools that I use is Microsoft um, Office three sixty five. Um, their whole suite is very user-friendly, but um, I use Microsoft Office 365 and Zoho and I put them together. And it's kind of like, okay, you, you have this show and I'm sure you have four, five, six steps for this Mm -hmm. show, correct? Yeah, you you reach out to the person. Mm -hmm. So you can automate that. You can have a database of 30 people where you can say, I'm gonna send out an email to introduce myself and what I wanna do. Once they reply, it can go into a database, it can come out. Actually, I just had a, a meeting today um, for an hour. Um, I have a guy from India working on some more automation for me. And all I could think about was like, wow, I don't know this stuff, but I know what I want to do. And once I give it to him, he produces it for me and say, give it back to me. Yeah. So anything that you want to do write down the steps, I'm talking about if it's 1050. Whatever the steps are, write them all down and then take it to whoever you're going to use and say, automate this process for me. You'd be surprised what they come back with.
0: That's a good piece of advice because, you know, a lot of people are telling me you need to get you some some VAs, right? You need to hire VAs. I have. I have two. Okay, so. okay, I got to I got to figure that piece out. Like, it's it's still difficult for me. It's still, you know, something I'm working on. But,
1: man, one of the biggest things with a V.A. that I've learned, I think we're going on two years now is if you have a particular task you yourself need to write it down i'm talking about step by step i use word or excel to put all my steps in and then i actually videotape myself doing the steps so they have the, the paper and then they have the video and then you say this is the task that i want here you go And if you um, communication was real big, I was afraid to get a VA because I didn't want to just have someone running amok. So I use Microsoft uh, Teams
0: Mm -hmm. where we
1: all in there all day long. um, I can send a message to ping them. Hey, I need X, Y, Z. They'll send it over to me or they'll email you. Um, Having a good CRM really helps because if you're my client, I can say, hey, go into Jimmy File and find out when we need to go to settlement. They'll ping it back. Jimmy, we're going to settlement in on this day. Communication, having your system in place. Um, One of the biggest things about system is the movie. um, What's the movie about McDonald's?
0: Uh, The
1: the founder? What's it called? The founder. founder. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things I took away from that is, and it still holds true, they put together that McDonald's system. Remember they were standing outside and they kept moving the people Mm -hmm. around with the That's exactly what you need to do for your business or anyone else. You have to figure out step one, step two, step three. And what I'm finding out is even if I do 12 steps, once it start going, I see, you know what, there's an issue. I need to add in another step or tweak it. I'm constantly tweaking. That's why I was on a call earlier because I said, you know what, I wanna do more. And it's like the more and more you get into it and you have the mind frame where, the mindset that this is what I want to do. You're going to start thinking more about the system more than just doing it. Um, someone I just read a quote the other day. Someone said, basically, I don't, I don't want the, the dinner. I want the recipe. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm starting to think, I don't, I don't want you to just show me. No, I want to look what's going on behind the system. Got you so i can make more systems and it's really making my business operate 10 times better that's amazing because you can
0: you can actually do more because you you understand it's about leverage and you're you're leveraging like so having systems is really about leverage and that's that's doing business smart that's working smart and necessarily working hard
1: working smart not hard that's my motto (laughs) smart not hard
0: that's interesting so um so microsoft it is funny because i actually pay for microsoft um 365, The I the, 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 have the big plan and everything. I use it for what I use it for, but I'm probably not even fully utilizing it now that you talked about merging it with Zoho. I got to look and, into it.
1: And the funny thing about it is you don't have to know all of that. You just need to pay for the two systems. Mm-hmm. Write down what you want. Um, I, Matter of fact, I just put in a request on Fiverr for a guy to do um, what's called a flow for me. And it's part of my system how I'm trying to think it through to make things a lot better for me. Fiverr, Upwork, they have people in here to do it. Um, I, I I even share my guys. Hey, if you want to use my guys, there you go. Hey, okay, so you're leveraging technology and also people. So
0: I mean, I mean, hey, you you figured this stuff out, man. And this this is very impressive because um, I speak with a lot of real estate agents, and a lot of them, you know, don't don't understand that part, how to leverage technology in a way that you're doing. You know.
1: But is 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 exciting to me because, you know, um I was actually in college for computer science. So I have a, a little knowledge and I know just enough to say, okay, I can start it, but someone else can finish it. I think it who is it Diddy, a Diddy of Masterpiece that I pay people, you know, yeah. the smarter than me. Yeah. I have no problem paying for that at all because um it really, really helps. Um I designed a lead generation system for real estate agents. And I, I tell a lot of people I share, I don't mind, but I'm not running around. Um, you see on, we friends on social yeah, media. So yeah. you see, I'm always just throwing stuff out there and the leads come in. They they come in through my, uh, I guess you would call it a funnel. I don't use click funnels. I know we talked about yeah, that, yeah. but, um, I make my post, I have my word, and click on the link. They have six questions they fill out. When the six questions come in, they get an email. Like if you want to buy a house, this is an mm-hmm. example of one that I made. You click on my link, you fill out the six questions. As soon as you fill it out, you're going to get an email introducing me, introducing a loan officer, putting us all together and say, if you want to apply for a mortgage, click this link. Then you're dropped into my CRM. How much time did I spend on that? <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. This is next level because
0: that that system is always working, even when you're sleeping. When you you know you got something already set up, that's the Listen, next
1: level. Of look, look, look at this right here.
0: Yeah, the stuff coming in right to you. There you go. That's work
1: smart. Work smart,
0: not hard. Oh man, that's powerful, man! Thank you for sharing some of those tips. Cause I'm pretty sure you got a whole, uh, you got, you know, like you got a whole lot of ninja secrets. But you shared a couple, and that's that's powerful for the folks watching and listening. Um, you know, go take a look at that. But make sure that you follow Dave online as well, because he's willing to share information, which is uh, also that's why it's more more stuff will come to you. Because when you're willing to share, more things will come
1: back to you anyway, man. So that's dope. You know what was a pi- a pivotal moment in my career and life was when I thought that I can do all of this on my own. I don't need nobody. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had a bunch of buyers, a bunch of sellers, and basically my business started declining because you can't service everyone. Correct. That's right. So, um, I started thinking, I can't do this on my own. I need help. So I started reaching out, putting people, certain people in, in place. And then I said, you know what? I don't know it all. So I don't mind sharing what I know because if me and you network and then I share this with you, you share one for me, we both grow.
0: Mm-hmm. That's facts. That's absolute facts. So, yeah. so now, now you got the, you have multiple businesses going on that you're automating. You're automating
1: all your businesses, right? Oh, I will I <laughs> sit there. And some of the time, the scary part about it, I'm up all night like, okay, I need to get this done. How I need to get it out, out of my head. And once I get it out of my head and then I get the right people to build it for me. I feel much better.
0: But you know what? What's interesting about you know having this conversation when you when you your work is you're thinking you're working like how can I put this you're working on your business not necessarily in your business all the time. So when you're thinking you're thinking about ways to have your business automating work for you, right? That's yes, absolutely that's, that's high true. level. Yeah, that's high level. So you're not thinking about like I have to go drop this paper here or go do this. You're thinking about how do I set these systems up where all these things can happen for me.
1: Yep. All, um, I call it a flow um, and I get the flow from um, Microsoft Power Automated. They call it a flow. So a simple flow that I had um, was if me and you doing business, mm-hmm. you're a high net worth client mm-hmm. and you send me an email. I have a flow set up that anytime Jimmy email me, mm-hmm. I may not get it, but I wonder, I have a flow set up that says when an email comes from Jimmy, Send me a text message, so which one you're gonna get faster? the email or the text message the text
0: the absolute text message
1: yeah a simple a simple flow
0: was that simple? That's very simple yeah, yeah Did, would that help you absolutely it would absolutely it would because then you know you I mean I'm just thinking about that, right? There's so many things that are important, and you want to know when you get these important things, whether it's a client, whether it's you know anything that's important, have this come as a text like right? Yeah. So that, that is a simple flow. But I guess right. to your point, um, a lot of times we overcomplicate things in our head. If you could yep. f- to write it down, like I want this to happen and then find someone who can make that happen.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Man. OK. OK.
1: Leveraging so, that is just basically you figuring out who need to be touched and sent to and how we going to do it. Once you got it written down, I guarantee you, you get with the right person, they're going to automate it for you.
0: So you talked about your journey, right? Your, your journey of, of doing the five years, coming out and figuring things out. When was it you discovered that I can automate these things and I can create systems? When was it you discovered that part, and then you just went all in?
1: Um, probably five years ago. I'm gonna tell you when it started. Um, I have two cousins, Rashan or Rashanda. They're um twins, and they're into tech, and we talk a lot. I understand what they say, but I'm like, wait if i can do that with this then i can remove myself and it, it just started from there like i started staying up all night i was really i was doing it myself then mm-hmm. as far as i can go
0: got you got you okay all right so that's it you had you have family that are in the tech and you, you try to figure out how to incorporate that into your business man right. that's, that's some powerful information you share right there yeah. man so- so let me ask you this, along this journey that you have had and, 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 and you know, I appreciate you sharing your story. What is your favorite book or book that's inspired you?
1: One of the books that inspired me, I would say is probably Rich Dad, Poor Dad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Um, good book to read over and over and over again. No, I'm gonna take that back. Since we talk about automation.
0: You can give me more than one, though. You can give me more than one. If you have more than one, and, and, and a lot of folks, like Rich Dad Poor Dad is a game changer for a lot of people because it, it, it's the mental part. It opens your mind up.
1: Exactly. That yeah. was one. But you can give but me another one. A, another one. Four-hour work week.
0: Oh, Timothy Ferris. Yeah. yeah.
1: First yeah. time I read that book, one of the things he was saying is you don't have to check your email. First time I read it, I was like, why can't I do that? I got 100 emails coming and I got 10, 15 clients I'm working with. Why can't I do it? But it wasn't my mindset. I didn't understand that you can hire someone else. <laughs> you don't have to do it. For the first time I read it, I was like, this dude full of it. But now I understand a lot more. Um, one of the things I got from the book, and I need, I really want to do it, is not even going to the mailbox. Having a mail system where your mail come in, is um, scanned into the system and delivered to your email, to your admin, whoever.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's next level, right? Getting your mail. I now, You know, granted, the USPS does scan your mail so you can see what's coming, but that's the next level to have an admin. No, I'm
1: talking about opening it, so. Actually opening got, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're not even looking at it. You're basically getting an email and you can say, okay, uh, tell your admin, put all the bills over here, correspondence over here
0: because what you're talking about is time you're talking about value in your time and yes. if you put a certain value in your time you don't want to be taking care of tasks that you can just have someone else do you want to do
1: the high value stuff exactly so when i first read it i i really was stuck like this is some bs man but then <clears throat> i guess the more and more i'm doing more business i'm understanding that i don't i don't need to uh do ten dollar an hour work yeah that's why i have people in place yeah yeah
0: man that's 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 powerful man to get to that point you know um and have multiple businesses that you're automating man so the next business i guess is a business of automation you can show people how to automate their business.
1: <laughs> you know the thing about it i, I really i'm comfortable where i'm at i do show people i share my resources and all of that mm-hmm. I know some people want to step into the, to the gurus and I'll teach you this. I'll teach you that. Uh, I'm just not there yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to do more work. My thing is to get (laughs) away from going work.
0: (laughs) I like that. I don't want to do more work. (laughs) No, I'm serious.
1: I don't. And and to me, that's, that's building a course, having to talk to more people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, all I want to do is real estate, play with my family, and ride bikes. There you go. Nice. I'm an avid cyclist. Um, I love doing, riding bikes, traveling all over the world. I, I'm always, I have my three things I carry with me. I'm on a MacBook, my mm-hmm. iPad, and my phone. I can do everything from anywhere. Um, Most, since COVID started, I don't work in the house. Um, I really work wherever I want. Um, yesterday, I was by the water. I nice. found the area by myself. I charge everything up. I even have a laptop charger and I use my phone as a hotspot. I work wherever I want. So I like the mobility.
0: Yeah, that's time freedom. And, and and that's what it's about. It's about lifestyle design. You have to figure out what works for you. So a lot of times I think as, uh, as as entrepreneurs or business people, you get caught up in chasing specific numbers and not understanding how to set up a life that you that you enjoy. So you're really you're really out here living that uh that that four hour work week life, you know? Cause it's, it's
1: cause you, I'm, I'm really, almost there. Yeah. I'm almost there.
0: Yeah, you 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 set up a life that you want, and that's important to do. You know, don't get caught up in the stuff that you see on social media because a lot of times you see things that aren't aren't even real. And um, you know, and there's a lot of folks that's, you know, not even ha- And and then what I found is, you know, you talk to some people who actually have things and they're not happy. But that's because of lifestyle design.
1: One of the things is I value my peace and I value happiness. So even to having a, um, a, a a deal that's that's blowing me off, like I'm a problem solver. That's probably why I became successful. I don't mind solving problems, but if I don't have to deal with it, I don't want to deal with it. Um, low stress level, Zen. You know, just relaxing.
0: Yeah, that's 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 absolutely true. I'm reading a book currently, um, by one of Russell Brunson's books, mm-hmm. and in the book he talks about working with the people you want to work with and how it changed his business when he started like firing clients. Like, work, working with the people you want to work with is big, and in terms of enjoying what it is you do.
1: You I know? read a, I, I read a book about that too. I'm trying to think; it might have been that book, but I do remember recalling mm-hmm. that you yeah. pick your clients. Yeah. Um, for example you talked about who you like work with with investment or investors mm-hmm. versus buyers i have a few main investors and i try not to take on more because the guys that i'm with we cool i don't have any issues no stress you start bringing in more people then you got to get to know them blah 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 working with a first time home buyer is more fulfilling because you're taking that person into a new stage of their life and you know i'm i'm a real stickler because I deal with um, foreclosures, REOs, bank-owned, um, ejections, the whole real estate cycle. Mm-hmm. So when I talk to people, I tell them straight up, I don't care if you got a proof for 300000 What I want to know is how much can you afford? Yeah. Because I didn't already went to people house with the sheriff and had them ejected so I can sell the house for the bank. So... I don't want you to be living in a $2,000 mortgage when you can really own it for $1,000. Yep. And I think when you keep it real from like that, they like, you know, you've you got to respect it.
0: Mm-hmm. And that comes to like working with the people that you want to, right? So I, I think that's important. And as I was reading this book, it, it kind of hit me because I, what he was saying is sometimes like based upon like, you know, your email list or your social media activity. He said the point he made was when someone unfollows or unsubscribes, it's, it's supposed to be a good thing because that's that's not your ideal person. You want to get to that group of people that you're willing to work with. And I, I took that as a lesson. So it's kind of what you're doing through your automation and, and, and working the way that you want to work, you know, sitting by the water, having your technology. Um, you set that life up for yourself, man. So I, I think that's amazing. man. Thank you for sharing your story. And I mean, I'm proud to see the transition you've made because. You know, you're someone that, you know, I look to now in in terms of how you structure your business. I know I need to do have some work to do in my own business because I think that's amazing. That automation piece is very, very powerful.
1: It it, is very, it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that much. It was more of, you know, it's a better way, Dave. You know, it's a better way. Why are you not doing it? And even it's like you always have more and more to work on, but the more and more you work on, the easier it gets for you. Mm -hmm. Mm I'm talking about the automation for the lead test—it's is is amazing to me because it's like I started and people was calling me. Well, what type of payment? This that and I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> and I said, you know what, Dave, sit down and figure out. I'm talking about how you want to pay me: Cash App, Venmo, um, Zelle. Uh, it was just a bunch of running around, and then that's what really got me focused to say, you know what. Stand up your site. You tell them how you're going to get paid. You tell them when you're going to be there. Also, you're going to be paid before you go there. Yep,
0: that's nice. That's nice, man. So that that's dope, man. You you have an amazing story and you're setting things up. So, what does the future hold for you? What what are some of the things that you want to do in the future? Um, is there anything you're looking forward to? I know I know you said you don't want more work, which I understand. But what is something that you're trying to
1: do in the future? Um. I have all my credentials for my broker's license to open up an office. I'm on a fence about opening up the office because once again, that's more work. <laughs> so I'm kind of going back and forth. It's like, do I want to get older and pit more work or do I want to get older and have less work? So I'm on a fence about that real estate. um, riding my bike, traveling more automation for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Got
0: you. I like that. I like the approach of I'm not looking for more work. I, I think
1: that's dope. Listen, a lot of people say, "Oh, Dave, you need to." We we talked about it, yeah, having yeah, a yeah. course, this to that, and I'm just like, "That's no work." Like, I'm, unless I'm cool. unless you figure out how to automate it while you're building, you, you know. But that's something that I'm I would jump into, and I'm figuring out how. I can do it. I, I move kind of slow, but I'm also thinking how it can be done. I mean, yeah, you're um, right. And,
0: and that's another great point that you don't always have. To. So a lot of times, like people say, well, just just move fast and, um, you know, fix it on the way. Right. So there's some merit to it, you know, but it's also merit for thinking things through, because then once you figure it out. It, but it's all about what works for you. and I think that that's a constant theme that we talk about in the show is figuring out how things work for you, um, because. You're a person that can sit back, you know, like I said, do high level thinking, set it up and then go ride your bike. But business is still happening.
1: Business yeah, is still yeah. happening while you're riding your bike. And I think that's the thing that uh, fused me the most is like when you set up that, um, I think you talked about it before about um, digital, uh, intellectual digital property or something. Mm-hmm. Once you make it, you continue to get paid on it. Absolutely. is is kind of the same thing. Once I design it, and it's running. It's just like it, when I see the emails, they just keep coming yeah. in. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know already that's me getting five leads while we was on the phone, mm-hmm. five of them leads. Okay. One of them may be credit repair. One of them may be buyer or seller, but I'm cultivating the lead and I'm talking to you.
0: Yep. And that, that's what it's about. So business is happening while you're doing other things and that that's ladies and gentlemen, that, that's how you become wealthy. You can't become wealthy by trading like your your, your time for uh you know for money. You yeah. have to figure out how to have money work for you and, and business happening when you're not physically there doing something. So um, Dave, I just want to say uh thank you for sharing your story. I will make sure to put all your social media as well as website links within the description of the show and the show notes for the audio podcast. Make sure you guys follow Dave on social media because he's always giving our tips and gems. And if you're in the Philadelphia area specifically, I know you're going to need his services anyway because all of us landlords <laughs> are going to be calling Dave over the next couple of years as they face this uh this lead requirement in. So um, you know, and, and salute to you for having that set up already, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it it was it was the right time and being at the right time at the right place.
0: Yeah, cause someone someone reached out to me yesterday. The first thing I said is, "Hey, I know someone you can go to go to, you know,
1: go to the day." But, you know. and you know what this is the same story with everybody is about to expire tomorrow. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you get in line, buddy.
0: Pretty much, I I know I know you're busy with that, man. But again, that's why you have that setup and you have your automation set up. So that's dope, man. But um, thank you for sharing your story, Dave. We we definitely appreciate it. Um, and our, like I said to our audience, please make sure you follow everything he's got going on. Um, he's an inspiration because he, you know, he told you his story. And I can only imagine how your family feels seeing the transition you've made, you know, to becoming the businessman you are. So, you know, I think it's important to highlight folks like you in our community that have made that transition and now doing positive work and you're helping folks. So I just want to say thank you for one and congratulations, Matt.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And listen, I thank you. Um I think I saw you you we was posting and then I joined your group. The mm-hmm. things there's nothing but positive. Uh, post in that group is always positive um you guys talk about everything from a to z mm-hmm. um i think that's the only way we can all go up if working together
0: oh, that's man, appreciate, the only
1: way that's appreciate the only that. way
0: appreciate that and that's our objective uh you know in, in Hill university is to kind of you know build new leaders on um, new investors and to share information because that's how we all grow is by sharing information and we all learn together man so you know my next step of learning is the Learn the automation game because uh, that that, that, ex- that actually excites me. Like as someone who loves technology and loves business, you can you can combine the two together. I think, you know, so
1: man, Listen, about- if you if you want to have a conversation offline or whatever about it is get your steps together. And I can say mm-hmm. here, here's a resource or how to start. Um, I like tinkering with it until I mm-hmm. can't figure it out. And then I go to the next level. The next level. Um, gotcha. One of the, the things I'm excited about now is. Um, Inside of Microsoft Office, is called Power Automate, right? Okay. Inside of Power Automate, they have what's called um, AI Builder. <clears throat> okay. And this is how I'm using AI Builder. <clears throat> um, I receive, okay, I'll tell you I'm using it. I receive your results for your lead test. Mm-hmm. I don't have to look at it. My VAs don't have to look at it. A Microsoft AI can look at your results, and I'll give them the parameters, and it says you passed or you failed. If you failed, it's going to tell you what areas failed. If you passed, it's going to say here, here's your certificate. And this it is all, happen. all is that piece right there is AI, and then there's some other stuff that go into it a few flows, but
0: yeah. So I, you set you set that up. And it communicates directly with your client. Like, so you and your VAs out of it.
1: Wow. Yeah. wow. And uh, it's funny. I just had a meeting this morning with them and they was asking me, I said, listen, um, um, everything is almost done where we don't have to touch none of it. Mm. That's powerful. But- that's powerful, yeah.
0: man. So I hope you yeah. folks are listening. My man has a full business where it's running, and he doesn't have any. He has computers running his business for him. That's crazy, man. Um, Listen, listen, Dave. I just want to say thank you for sharing what you have shared uh, to our audience. Make sure you follow him, as I said. Um, And as I always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we shall see you guys on the next episode. Peace.